next year, I really want to be a flyer on Wildcats. So let me know what I need to do. And I'll never forget, he, he giggled and he grabbed my shoulder and he said, sweetheart, you will never be on Wildcats. Shut up. No, he did not. And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast and I'm your host, Jason Larkin, where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight. Let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like we know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 69. Not sure if there's going to be a 70, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today. Today we have on Mandy Morgan, former Cheer Athletic Wildcat, former Pro-X member, former OSU Cowboy, and current coach, program director, and owner at the OC All-Stars. You know, those girls in the big yellow bows. But before we get into that, do us a favor and share this podcast with someone who loves OC All-Stars. If you love this podcast and you're looking for different ways to support the podcast, there's a couple of different ways that you can do that. In the show notes, there's a couple of links. You can click on the survey link, and that is super simple. Fill out the survey. Let us know what you like about the show and what you don't like about the show. That way, we can actually make a show that you guys enjoy. Next, you can make a real-life financial donation for as little as 99 cents a month. Shout-out to Sheila. Shout-out to Sarah. Shout-out to my mother, my great mother who donates to the show and donations help us produce a better quality show i said this a couple episodes ago but trying to get into a mastermind group and that will take this show to the next level i'm the cheer director at american cheer aksc.com sharing with you my life running a program managing a staff coaching the athletes and working with the parents And on the other side of the microphone, guys, if you guys aren't fans of Mandy already, you're going to be fans of her in an hour. She's sweet. She's funny. She's compassionate. Without further ado, my conversation with Mandy Morgan. All right, Mandy. So I want to I want to hop straight into this. Well, no, 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 we're not hopping straight into this. I got to I got to talk about this first. Thank you for having me on Tuesday tip or tip Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday tip is the official name, not tip Tuesday contrary to popular belief so thank you for having me on i am a celebrity now now that i can teach a kick half to the world so very, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that i'm being able to repay the favor and have you on the show today so i love that you killed it on tuesday tip yeah we we killed it so anyway all right so mandy let's hop straight into this um how'd you get into the game how'd you start cheering tell us the story how you got into cheer Okay, well, cheer was really never on my agenda growing up. Um, I did gymnastics and I played soccer. And that was really like all I wanted to do with my life. I wanted to be in the World Cup soccer championship so bad. And my mom was a cheerleader and I would always look at pictures and I thought, man, I never want to do that. That is just no appeal to me. Do not make me a cheerleader. This is the last thing I want to do. And... um, I got into my eighth grade year, and on top of playing soccer and doing gymnastics, I joined the basketball team. I don't know why. I was the starting point guard on the C team. Very <laughs> valued role, for sure. <laughs> and it was the off season, and the cheerleaders walked into the gym, and they said, Hey, Mandy, uh, we heard you can do a backflip. And I said, Yeah. 
And they said, we want to throw you up in the air and you do a backflip for the pep rally. And I said, yeah, yeah absolutely not. I'm not doing that. And like my basketball basket? coach, yes. And my basketball coach was like, go, go with the cheerleaders. And I turned to him. I was like, I am not going with the cheerleaders. <laughs> You're out yeah. of your mind. And he's like, go with the cheerleaders. So they practiced in the cafeteria on one mat. And the first thing I learned was a straight ride basket. And the second thing I learned was a back tuck basket. And went and performed it in the pep Wait, rally. You're in high school at this time? Middle school. I am literally in middle school. First thing middle I learned, school, okay. straight ride basket. Second thing, back tuck basket. Went, performed it at the pep rally, got my first concussion, yep, and I was go. all in. <laughs> I was like, this is the best thing ever. Like the adrenaline rush and uh, everyone yelling for you. I have never experienced anything like yeah. that um, in soccer gymnastics. And I was like, all right, I think I want to try cheerleading. And then I tried out my freshman year. So, so you do a back tuck <laughs> basket in middle school <laughs> at the pep rally, yep. right? It, <laughs> all right, we have that reminds me. I hope that girl. coach is still not coaching. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> right, so illegal. So many things illegal in that in that sentence right there. We had a girl when I coached at CBU who turned in her tryout video. Oh, and she's like from California. I could name the school. You would know exactly what school it was if I named them. And yeah, they're doing back tuck baskets on the hardwood and they're doing three high pyramids, not two and a half high. They're doing three high pyramids at pep rallies. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like what's, what are they doing? Who is their coach? And um, I already know what's yeah, going on. I'm talk. like, <laughs> <laughs> well, she made the team. <laughs> okay. But yeah, but I was just cracked up looking at this old. You know, so that's what that's what that reminds me of. Middle schoolers doing back tuck baskets at pep rallies. Anyway, all right. So that was me. You join, you start cheer, but what do you is do you join the high school team? Yeah. So I tried out my freshman year, and I don't really do anything like halfway. So of course I'm like, I got to join an all star team. I got to get in the high school team. I need to be the best cheerleader yeah. ever if I'm going to do this. Um. So I did like a local um, all star gym. And um, we were at a competition and I watched Cheer Athletics Wildcats go. And I was like, that's it. That's the team I want to be on. Yeah. Oh my goodness. They are incredible. Um, I remember talking to my all-star coach and he's like, no, you shouldn't do that. You know, you're not going to make that team. Mm -hmm. da, 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 they're too good. And uh, I think he just didn't want me to leave <clears throat> the gym. So I was very upfront with him from the very first like time I saw him. I was like, that is the team I want to be on. Train me to be at that level. Yeah. Um, so I finally went and tried out. It was my junior year and I went and tried out for Drew athletics. And let me tell you the jump sequence they made us try out with. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I don't think you're ready. I, I don't, it just doesn't even make sense in my head anymore. So it was pike to one side, back tuck, reclap, pike to the other side, back tuck, reclap, right hurdler, back tuck, reclap, left hurdler, back tuck, Reclap, triple toe touch, back tuck, and then followed by a square of back tucks, five in a row. Back Shut tuck, up. turn, back tuck, turn, back tuck, turn, back tuck, turn, back tuck, turn, jump out number one. Shut up. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like, I think she's got it, right? <laughs> I, had like <laughs> I, I, I had just gotten my back tuck, yeah. too, and I was like, <laughs> you want me to do what? <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, let's go. Yeah. So here in my, you know, little world, I go try out and... Of course, I'm like, I'm going to make Wildcats. I have a, I landed the jump sequence yeah. and, I, and I did a full, you know, like, 
Come on. Easy this money. was back in 2004. Yeah. 2003, actually. 2003. And so, you know, the results come out and I made Pumas. Mm-hmm. And it was one of their higher level teams at the time. Um, don't ask me the vision. I couldn't even tell you advanced something. Yeah. And um, I remember being like, I really wanted to make Wildcats. But you know what? I made Pumas. I have another year left of high school. Let's, you know, let's go. And it was our first practice. And we're lined up like tallest to shortest to make our stunt groups. And I, mind you, had only flown mm-hmm. like my whole life. Back to basket, as you know. <laughs> my whole life. Good flyer. Two years. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I got. Yeah, two years of my life. Killed the flying game. I did make varsity as a freshman. <laughs> and so I'm like out there thinking I'm, you know, this great flyer. And they get to me in the line and they're like, all right, what do you do? I was like, well, I'm a flyer. And they're like, okay, step out in front of every, the whole line. Step out in front and show me your scorpion. You're like, excuse yeah, me, what? I had never pulled a scorpion. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you want me to, excuse me? Um, so I attempt this something that looks like a scorpion. And um, they're like, all right, well, you're a base. And I said, no, 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 I'm a flyer. I'm like, <laughs> you have it wrong. I'm not a base. <laughs> what are you, out of your mind? And uh, yeah, I based, I don't know if you remember Ashley Tucker. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, she was my flyer. Okay, there we go. Uh, so I <laughs> I based Ashley Tucker. I also based um, Madison, the owner's daughter, in a kick double basket. There we go. And the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. But she was amazing. I just, basic was just really hard for me. Yeah. And I'm like, what, maybe maybe 89 pounds, mm-hmm. like soaking wet at yeah. this time. Like I was tiny, yeah. but I was not flexible. So learn the hard way in competitive cheerleading that you need to have more than a standing tuck and a fold to make the highest team and you need flexibility to be in the air. Yeah. So I remember I get through that practice and I'm like, okay, well, I know my goal. So I'm going to work my, my booty off being a base on Pumas, but my goal is to make Wildcats. So I'm going to talk to mm-hmm. the coach. So Brad Habermel was my coach and still one of my biggest role models to today. I walk up to Brad and I said, hey, Brad, um, you know, thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm going to do everything I can to be the best teammate. Um, but next year, I really want to be a flyer on Wildcats. Mm-hmm. So let me know what I need to do. And I'll never forget, he, he giggled and he grabbed my shoulder and he said, sweetheart, you will never be on Wildcats. Shut <laughs> and up. I, no, he did not. In that moment. No, I'm telling you, it was, it was a life changing moment. And I started looking at him and thinking, well, you don't know me. (laughs) You don't know anything about me. And I am going to be on Wildcats. But um, I always look back at that moment. And I use this story a lot when I'm like, you know, teaching kids. Yeah. That I feel if he'd never told me that, Mm -hmm. I probably would never have made it. Yeah. Like that that was what I needed to be like, I'm going to prove you wrong. And I became a gym rat. I was in the gym five to six days a week. I was doing stretching privates, flying privates, tumbling, um, anything, you name it. I was in there doing it. Um, and I, (laughs) so I'll, I'll skip past whether I made it or not. At the end of this season, it was 2004, and Cheer Athletics had gotten a call to go to Worlds, right? So it was the first ever World Championships. They wanted mm-hmm. Cheer Athletics there. Um, and they came to us and said, hey, we're going to take the best girls off of Wildcats, Panthers, and Pumas, and we're mm-hmm. going to create Supercats. Supercats. So that was um, 
the Super Cats, right? Which is now the special needs team at Cheer Athletics. So I don't um, tell a lot of people that I cheered there out of respect <laughs> on Super Cats, right? But that was the team uh, that I went to Worlds on my first Worlds. So I make this Super Cats team, which was an incredible experience. And one more tangent for you for all my high school girls. I wanted to go to prom so bad, right? No boys really liked me in high school, long story, but I wanted to go. And so I was like, I'm going to wait till my senior year, you know, and I'm make a really special big deal. So each year, like I would have maybe somebody ask me or a friend ask me and I would say, no, I'm going to wait till my senior year. No, I'm going to wait. And here comes my senior year. Worlds is created. When is it? My senior prom. Yep. So I had to make a decision. Worlds or prom. Obvious choice. I was obsessed with cheerleading. I went to Worlds. Still never been to prom. Um, so maybe I'll chaperone it when my kids are old enough. Just so I can see what real, prom is like. Real quick. Are you, have you survived? Are you Not going a, to prom? Yes. It's probably the best thing that ever happened. <laughs> well, I just want to make, you know, there's so much, you know. I don't know. I, you know, I, I I know that parents want their athletes to have these special moments, and of course, I want Joey to be able to experience all of these different things. But I'm like, you know, they'll survive if they don't go to homecoming or if they don't go to whatever. If they, you know, their their life. I never look back and go, man. I really, you know, my only regret in life is that I didn't go to my sophomore <laughs> year prom. Or, you know, I don't know. And so you didn't go to any of them and you seem to be okay, right? I am I am surviving, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand that very well. As a kid, it was hard. Looking back as an adult, I'm, I'm kind of thankful that I didn't go, you know, because I feel yeah. like a lot of bad decisions were probably made and I don't have to live with that now. Yeah. Um, sure. Okay, so we're about to go to Worlds. And we have tryouts for the following season. And, you know, we do our tryouts. I land that same jump sequence with a little bit more confidence under my belt. And at this time, like, I had a double full. I I had, you know, a wonderful, I had flexibility. I had a scorpion, let me tell you. I used to sleep. Do not do this if there are any athletes listening. But I used to sleep with my leg tied to my bedpost. Shut up. At night. Dude. No, no lies. I was so committed to it. being coming flexible that I would do whatever, whatever it took. I would do it. I do not suggest that your leg falls asleep. You lose too much blood circulation. Yeah. I don't even know if it really helped. Um, <laughs> so I don't train my athletes that way, but that's how dedicated I was yeah. to becoming flexible. So I, you know, finished tryouts. We still don't know. I still have those words like you will never make wildcats in my head. And um, I'm driving to school, driving to Allen High School in Texas. And I heard, I got a text that the results had come out online. And, you know, back then you couldn't just pull up the internet. You like had to wait to get home to get to your home computer, you know, and I could not wait all day at school to pull it up. Yeah. So I called Debbie at the front desk, who still works at the front desk at Cheer Athletics. Coolest thing ever. And um, I'm like, Debbie, like, it's Mandy. I've got to know what team I made. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm dying over here. She's like, oh, yeah, let me pull it up. And she, she's like, Pumas, let's see, any Mandys? No, I don't see any Mandys. She's like, Panthers, Mandy, Mandy. Oh, yeah, Mandy. And I was like 
Panthers? She's like, yeah. I was like, okay. All right. Panthers is good. Uh, you know? <laughs> it's fine. I like Panthers. <laughs> and uh, she read the last name and it wasn't mine. And I was like, wait, that's not my name. That's not my name. Keep looking. And she's like, oh, Mandy Weidman. Oh, you made Wildcats. And I, oh my gosh. Yeah. I should have gotten in a wreck. I was hysterical. And uh, they only took, I think, nine girls, like, back in the day. Crazy. 36 yeah. on the team, and I think nine yeah. were girls. Um, and, man, that was one of the best phone calls I've ever been on. Because yeah, I just, sure. you know, you work so hard at something, and then you finally get the result. And then a few yeah. weeks later, I go to Worlds, and I win Worlds. And, man, I was just on top of my yeah. my cheer life. Oh, so you guys had trials before Worlds. I do believe yeah. so, yeah. Oh, yeah, because that was like, wait, that was the first year of Worlds. People already had their schedule set. Like, Worlds wasn't. Right. Yeah, and they're like, oh, I guess we're going to go. Let's throw a team together. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, mm-hmm. then you won that. I remember I remember making Team USA, and, like, I cried. I It's, like, the only time I remember, like, like really crying. Like, when I Aww. saw my name on that list, I was, did you know Bethany Jackson? Well, Yes. BJ and I, you know, so she was my partner at SFA my senior year, her freshman year, and then graduated, tried out for Team USA that year. Me and BJ tried out together, and we made the team, and I remember calling her, like, immediately. She's, like, the first person I call, and I remember calling her and being like, BJ, we we, we made the team. We made the team. And, like, tears are coming out of my <laughs> eyes. I was just so stoked. I, like, yeah, that was crazy to me, so... Anyway, yeah, incredible. She so, was really good. Yeah, she was. DJ was bomb. Really legit. So yeah. Okay, that's, so that's what happened. You and is that your junior year, or your senior year? You make Wildcats. My senior year. You make Wildcats. There you go. Okay, so now tell me about around that same time. I'm in college. I think I'm a <laughs> freshman, maybe in college. I th- I'm in. I'm at Palomar Junior College, right? And mm-hmm. the new thing out is Pro X. And, you know, we're getting these videos of everyone, of all like, what is Pro <laughs> X, your X level. And, you know, we see this video of, of Thumper. So tell me about, you know, one, what, who is Thumper? <laughs> <laughs> and, and what was that Pro X thing all like? Man, I don't feel like it. Well, maybe some people listening know what ProX is, but I feel like the vast majority are going to be like, what are they yeah, talking probably, about? Yeah, no one knows That's what ProX is, okay. so you can even um, explain that if you want. I I don't even know how to explain it. Um, okay, so it was, you know, during my senior year, maybe tail end of my junior year, I went to like a prepare for college clinic, and I remember it was baskets and I did my back tuck that I had had for many years. <laughs> and uh, the guy was like, all right, do a double full. And I was like, what? how do you do a double full? Anyways, did a double full basket. And um, the guy was like, all right, you're legit. You, you know how to do this. Like, I want to talk to you. I'm starting this concept. It's called Pro X, uh, where we take like elite level athletes and we just – blast them out and we just kind of revolutionize where cheerleading is the industry and the talent level and just kind of you know push it forward um is this something you'd be interested in doing with me and um I I remember being like a yes like (laughs) I love cheerleading I will do anything for cheerleading and um 
So they trained out of like a very small gym in Dallas, Texas, like an hour from my house, but only like 20 minutes from True Athletics. So I would literally, let me set the stage for you and maybe crazy to my parents for allowing me to do all of this, but also why I didn't have a steady boyfriend in high school. (laughs) Um, I was on the high school soccer team as captain. I was on the high school cheer team as captain. I did indoor soccer. I did a competitive outdoor soccer team. Mm -hmm. I was on Cheer Athletics Wildcats. I did Pro X. I was in all AP classes and I was a mathlete. Like I was literally, oh, and I was on the step team. Believe it or not. (laughs) Yeah. We can, we can touch that later. I give you all the steps. (laughs) So I've got to interrupt. Mandy. Yeah. You, you weren't too busy. This, this sounds like every excuse. I, you must hate it when you get those emails that say, oh, she, she can't handle this and this, you know, it's her freshman year. She's going to be too busy. And you're like, you have no idea. Right. Like, I think like God was preparing me to answer those emails. Yeah. <laughs> like that was, I, 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 when a kid tells me, uh, you know, we're starting classes, it's going to be too hard to do cheer and school. I'm like, <laughs> say what? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's yeah. it, honestly, it's crazy to me that parents say that or that parents allow their children to say it. I'm like, they're, you're not that busy. Like, you know, of course, then you have to do a little less Snapchat. You'll have to do a little less, you know, TikTok. Hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll be fine. Like, there's not, yeah, it's Uh. just crazy to me. And for you to say you did varsity soccer, indoor soccer, outdoor soccer, the varsity cheer team, right? Wildcats Pro X, AP mathletes, right? Or all all AP. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, that's a busy schedule. I would understand if you came to me and said that. But yeah, (laughs) it is kind of a busy schedule, Mandy. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, it was probably too busy in hindsight, but it definitely kept me out of trouble and it got me where I wanted to go in life. And honestly, if you look forward to like your adult years, it's not like you go to work and you go home. Like you have a lot of things that go on Mm -hmm. in life and you got to be able to balance a lot of things, you know, especially as a mom and I don't know, a lot of things go into that. So yeah, for sure. Honestly, my day would start at like 7 a.m. And you know, my first period was soccer. So I'd go to soccer practice and then I'd have classes. And then my last period was cheer. Then I would probably play a game or go to a soccer practice. Then I would go to cheer athletics for Wildcats to like 930 at night. Mm-hmm. And then I would drive straight to this practice facility in Dallas to train with the pro X people. Yeah. And I was there probably till 2am most mornings. I'm not even going to lie. And then I would drive home. I don't know you know, times are different back then. My parents let me do that. And I would drive home and, um, I get home at what, 3 AM and then wake up and do it all over again at seven. Yeah. You know, you're doing homework when you're driving or you're like, you just plug it in water breaks at Wildcats. And I wasn't getting water. I was answering a plus B equals C, you know, like I was trying to balance all the things, but so pro X, we literally would just practice and we would try new things. And it really opened up my brain in the sense of like, uh, if you, you know me, I love trying new things. I like to make up stunts now. I like to, I'm like a danger seeker, adrenaline rush. Um, I did a round off full twisting rewind before I even think that was a thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So many skills that I, 
attempted back in the day as a senior in high school. Very, very fun. So they put me out. I want to say I was the very first athlete released. And I remember they, they said, well, what do you want your name to be on this site? And I said, I want to be the humper. <laughs> they said, the humper? They said, you can't be the humper. The humper. Now, of course, my, na- my naive brain, I'm like, yeah, that's the best name. And let me, and you know why most yeah. of the people listening are like, what? This lady's crazy. I have a hump on my back. And, um, <laughs> and it was really what, like, not defined me, but I feel like everyone back then knew me because mm-hmm. I had a hump on my back. Yeah. It was very large. I wore a back brace for eight years of my life, 18 hours a day. And this includes all the way through high school. I was allowed to remove this back brace to play yeah. soccer and to cheer. Yeah, it's because you're sleeping it. in your scorpion. <laughs> what, well, why I didn't have a scorpion? I mean, this thing was blocking my shoulder flexibility. <laughs> um, so I... <laughs> okay, so... Needless to say, that's probably why I played so much soccer and cheer because I didn't have to wear a back brace and that was like the best thing. Also, yeah. I didn't have a boyfriend. So needless to say, <laughs> the back brace. Parents get all your kids a back brace. It works miracles yeah. for their confidence and self-image growing up. Um, so I, I, uh, yeah, I wanted to be called the humper. And then he was like, yeah, you, you can't be called that. It doesn't have the right context. And I, of course, didn't understand that at the time. And so I was like, fine, I'll be thumper. And he... I thought I was like getting around it. He's like, all right, yeah, I like that. And he didn't realize that that was the humper put together. So then he typed it in, he submitted it. I'm like sitting in the room in the office as he submits the first video and it's published. I'm like, ha ha, that's the humper, but together. (laughs) And he's like, Mandy. I was like, gotcha. (laughs) So yeah, that's how thumper. There we go. Became never my knew nickname, that. the Humper. Yeah, never knew Inside that. I was like, Thumper. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe yeah, she... I don't think I was supposed to tell anybody that. Yeah. There you go. Well, you know, I don't think. Well, I get... now Is you know. It... Wasn't Pro X trying to make a comeback? Like they were, like a few years ago. Maybe they still are. I, I think know. I saw something about it. Yeah. We did do that. There um, we go. DVD. They did like the movie, right? And you then know I all these one. people had like a poster of me. You I'm, know, I had. I am not surprised if you. If you own one, do you still own it? I don't still own it because it was back when I was in junior college. But, you know, back then, you know, so I'm diehard cheer back then, right? I'm just like, you know, you know how, like, the kids are, like, who just, like, know every routine and have yeah. everything memorized over everyone's music. That was totally me. And so ProX is coming out. And I'm like, dude, let's go. So I knew I had the DVD, all of it, you know, ordered it. I probably pre-ordered it, right? I- and yeah, so oh no, <laughs> <laughs> definitely had it for sure. Well, fun fact: that <laughs> movie has one of my biggest regrets in life. It, which I know you're not supposed to have regrets, but I mean things that I would have done differently. Mm-hmm. There is like a a blooper scene. It's like an outtake, mm-hmm. and I look like the most spoiled selfish bratty you know 17 year old you have ever met in your yeah. life and i watched that video back and i'm like oh my gosh what was wrong with me that was what <laughs> that was embarrassing yeah so if you own it still anyone out there go to the bloopers judge me all you want someone let us know if you still own it if someone still owns it you know <laughs> let us know because someone has to own it somewhere that's pretty funny they all do right, so- they have to i saw it at a garage sale once no, you didn't. 
Did you buy it? Memorabilia? I did. I didn't want anyone else to buy it. <laughs> yeah. When I was, um, so SFA, when I was there, we had a book written about us. And a lady, you know, followed us for a year, right? And she wrote, it's actually really funny because the book's name was Cheer. So it's exactly like Navarro's Cheer, except if it was a book. And what it is now. I want to say it was, okay. right? But it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same people. It just happened to be named Cheer. But but the book was on one of our seasons at SFA, right? And um, I did this. I do. I work with uh, Dakota Spirit in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And I'm they are at their insane, house. Insane, talented. Yeah, dude. You know, they're they're great. They really are. Yeah, go check them out. They're like you need to go out to Sioux Falls. They're, they are. They, yeah, they're awesome. So yeah, so I'm in. I'm at Papa Fritch's <laughs> house, and telling him that I cheered at SFA, and he goes SFA, or maybe he sees my tattoo. I have an LCLM tattoo. He's like LCLM SFA. He's like, I think I have a book on you guys, and I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm in that book. Like, and I go and get it. I like, Yeah, that's me. I'm that same Jason that's in this book right here. And so I signed it for him, and you know, we're all good. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. That's so cool. I think I remember seeing that book. Yeah, you know, no big deal. You know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So speaking of SFA. So sweet. Um, I go to SFA. Why did you choose? So you're in Dallas, Allen, you know, and you decide to go to OSU. Mm-hmm. When, you know, SFA is down the street. Mm-hmm. Navarro, Trinity Valley are down the street, which I'm assuming you had lots of teammates. Well, I know you had lots of teammates go to all three of those schools. So what made you, and you went to OSU before it was like, yep. oh, like you were, you helped build OSU to the OSU that we know today. So why did you decide to like take that route instead of like more traditional routes that probably all your friends were doing? That is um, a great question. Another defining moment. So you have like, you know, the Brad Habermill, you'll never make wildcats and now you have the um the college stories is definitely what kind of put me on pace in life so at cheer athletics they did this thing back in the day where they would do a recruiting day at the gym and all of these college coaches would come in they'd watch you tumble watch you stunt and then they would just talk to certain athletes that they were interested in attending their school um which i think is the coolest thing i wish we did more of it um out here so at the end of it, I had, I had so many college coaches come and talk to me. I was very fortunate, SFA being one of them. Um, they offered me a scholarship. Um, HPU um, had offered me a full ride back then, Hawaii Pacific. Shout out to Ryan Johnson, now coaching there. I'm really excited for him. Um, let's see. Yeah. So anyways, all these schools came and talked to me. And my top two schools was Louisville and OU. Those are the schools that I wanted to go to. OU, because most of those Pro-X people were from OU. Um, if you remember, like, six. And, like, she was, like, one of my role models of how talented she was. And she told me all about that program. And then Louisville, because who didn't want to win, right? And they were winning everything. Um, so those are my top two schools. My dad let me take a recruiting trip out to Louisville. And at the time, I'm like, he, James had come and talked to me at that recruiting and he offered me some money to come. And in my head, I'm like, you're offering me money to go win four national titles, right? Like, that's a no brainer. I'm in. 
And um, I go check out Louisville. I didn't have a great experience um, when I was there and something just didn't feel right. And I just remember thinking, I don't think I can go to school here. Like as much as I want to, it just didn't feel right. And so then I was like, all right, OU. And I remember at Christmas, I had gotten like a bear that had an OU cheer outfit on and it had like a little piece of paper. And my parents had put like, you were accepted into OU, you know, early acceptance. And I got that for Christmas. And I remember thinking, oh, this is it. Like I've been accepted. I'm cheering at OU. And then that was the year that they lost their coach. And cheer was kind of being like taken out of, you know, where they get money and where they practice. And I started thinking, well, I can't go there. So where am I going to go? Like, what am I going to do? And one of the people who had talked to me at Cheer Athletics that same day that all these coaches talked to me, and I, in my bratty way, completely put him off. It was Leroy McCullough, um, and he had just gotten the job at OSU. And he came and he was like, you know, maybe I know you got a lot of offers, a lot of great schools that are talking to you. And I just wanted to see if you had any interest in coming to Oklahoma State. I used to cheer at Louisville and then I coached there. I'm now taking over this program. Um, And he said, you know, you'll be my first recruit. If you decide to come, you're going to be my very first recruit and we can start something so much bigger um, than what there is now. And, um, but I can't offer you any money. You know, there's nothing on the board like that. I just, I just can tell you that I want to start something big. And, you know, I look back and when you're 17 years old and you're hearing that, you're thinking that I don't want to build anything. I just want to mm-hmm. be put yeah. on something that's already built. So like, I want to I win. I've already trained. I've already worked hard. Like, I don't want to do that. Um, and man, in my you know, 30s, if somebody came and had that same conversation with me, that same level of passion, I would have responded completely different. But, you know, time, wisdom, whatever. So I I totally put them off. I didn't even apply to Oklahoma State. Like it was not even a thought. I'm, I'm surprised I even remember Leroy's name, to be honest with you. That's how terrible. And we get towards like the tail end of my senior year and I haven't made a decision. And I am like so stressed out. And my dad and my mom, I'm so thankful. They said, you know what? Let's fly to Daytona. Let's watch college nationals. And maybe, you know, something will change your mind or, or help you make a decision. And we prayed a lot about it. And I, I went out to Daytona and uh, we did some pro X stuff out there, which was a lot of fun. And we went and we watched the D1A <clears throat> competition. And this is like, you know, Louisville, Oklahoma State, UNT, which was right down the street. It's big and, you know bunch of different schools that we got to watch. And I watched Hawaii Pacific and SFA and something happened inside of me. When Oklahoma State took the floor, they had hit their inning structure. It was like this star pyramid. It was like they had three shoulder stands up and then they had two girls on top and then they went and put a last person on top of it. And I had chills everywhere. I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. Like, this is my answered prayer. I was just watching their team. I had tears fill my eyes and I was like, I'm supposed to be here. I want to be here. And they won third that year and he had taken over like mid season. So he didn't recruit any of those kids. And not that they weren't talented. It's just what he did in like six months of time. I just knew, oh man. And then they celebrated that third place title. Like they won, they ran in the ocean. Like I just, I, I was like, this is, this is it. So I walked down on the sand right then 
um, right after they had run in the ocean, Leroy stayed in there and I walked up and I said, Hey, Leroy, um, I don't know if you remember me. He's like, yeah. Hey, Mandy. I'm like, um, I'll see you in the fall. He's like, what? I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do this. I want to go to OSU. Let's go. And he's like, you're kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And then we, you know, I think we hugged and then I was like, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went back to my parents and they're like, well, you got to apply. You haven't even applied to this school. Like, I don't even know if you can get in. So luckily applied, got in. Best decision I made my entire life was to cheer for Leroy McCullough. He, oh man, I tell him all the time and I could cry about it, but he is like, he's that coach I aspire to be. He's that person that invested so much time and energy into me and making sure I was successful and that I was set up for life. Um, not just in cheerleading that, that, yeah, he's who I want to be one day for other kids for sure. There we go. Dude, that's legit. That's legit. And I'm sure Leroy probably celebrated you coming to OSU more than he celebrated that third place victory. Right. Like, I don't know. No, he did. I remember recruit, like, you know, when I was at CBU, I did all the recruiting. I remember getting, I got two kids. I got Stevie Grinky and I got Taylor Hendrickson, right? Uh, Stevie was on Smoed. And I think before Smoed, she was on um, OC, not OC, um, Cheer Force Diamonds. And then... Um, Probably if I saw her, I'm a really good face person. I'm a really bad name She was person. on Fierce. And I feel, I can't remember if she was on, if she did the the fierce OC or if she, if that was her freshman year at CBU. I can't remember which year that was, but anyway, these kids were like leagues above the rest of the kids on our team, right? Like leagues above the rest of us and, or the rest of the, you know, the girls. Right. And we hadn't won nationals yet. So it's like one thing when you're winning and then you start getting kids, but we hadn't won nationals yet. And, but we have these two super talented kids who I'm like trying to recruit. It, it reminds me of, what Leroy told you is like exactly what I remember telling those girls. Like we can, like we can make something special here. You know, if we, mm-hmm. you know, if we, I, I, I just believe in this program. I believe that we can do something great, you know, but we need kids like you here, you know? And mm-hmm. I remember, I can't remember. I think Stevie committed first. And I remember calling Stevie and just being like, Hey Stevie, I, I did this like recruiting class, like how to recruit athletes. Right. And said, you just need to ask for the commit. Like, you just need to ask them, are they ready to commit, right? And I just remember calling her, you know, after work, you know, after it got done coaching the kids. So it's like 6 o'clock on a Wednesday. And I go, hey, Steve, you just checking in, da-da. And she was deciding between us and Oregon. And I'm like, I want to know if you wanted to, if you're ready to commit the CBU. And she has like this super high pitched voice, super, super <laughs> soft spoken, very high pitched. Like, um, I have decided that I would like to commit to CBU. And I was <laughs> ecstatic, ecstatic. I was so pumped. Like, I, I was just like, this is the best news I've heard ever. Right. And then like a week later, Taylor said the same thing. And it's like, I was like, it was game over, guys. I got Stevie and Taylor. Y'all can't tell me nothing right now. Yeah. So that's that's how he felt when he when he got the humper. Yep. The hump. He knew. <laughs> there we yeah. go. All right. So you're Oklahoma State. And then now you're in California. So how'd you get from Dallas? Obviously, Oklahoma, then out to California. 
Okay, so in Oklahoma State, I obviously was a cheerleader for four years, and um, the athletic director, uh, Dave Martin, also officiated my wedding. He used to host a Bible study for athletes at the at the school. So football, basketball, wrestling, they all went to this. I mean, if they wanted to go to Bible study, they go to Bible study. So I would go every week, and there was this boy, <clears throat> mind you, I taught hip-hop dance class at our, like, <laughs> student center, and I would teach it to Christian rap, but I would wear like a backwards hat, you know, like the like white beater mm-hmm. shirts and the big baggy sweatpants. And um, I was coming straight from this hip hop class to Bible study. And so I met this boy and I looked, I looked straight up, you know, Stay like a coffee. gangster. Yeah, I looked great. <laughs> Definitely my style. <laughs> and uh, he's walking down the stairs. I'm walking up the stairs and we have this really uncomfortable conversation where I like, he like sh- puts his hand out to shake mine and I shake his and we're like shaking hands for an uncomfortably long time as we're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And all I remember thinking in this conversation was like, oh, my hand, um, you know, like this is really, really weird. <laughs> Can I have it back? <laughs> yeah. He does not remember it the same. So if he ever listens to this podcast, um, he's like, why did you tell that story? <laughs> That's not true. So for all of those Nate Morgan fans out there, he did not hold it that long. But in my head, it felt like forever. Um so I meet him, nothing comes of it. Then um, I had partially torn my Achilles in college, my freshman year. I still competed on it, which was craziness. I shouldn't have been able to walk. Um, but I could walk and practice in heels, in like not, yeah, like I would go to practice in wedges. And I would do everything in wedge heels because mm-hmm. I had stitches in my Achilles. So if I put my foot flat, it would stretch it too much. Yeah. And the stitches mm. would pop. So yeah, the, I'm yeah. So I'm in practice in heels, right? Well, I decide to go to this wrestling party, um, and my like dorm mates were wrestlers, so they had invited me. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll stop by and see you know. And so I get out there, party's cool, whatever. And I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm tired. I'm gonna go home. I'm standing on the porch in stilettos, okay, these like pointy heels so that my stitches don't break, and it had rained during the party, and in Oklahoma, everything is a field, right? So my car is in this mud field, and I knew if I walked to my car, my stiletto was going to go through the mud, and my stitches were going to pop, and Mm -hmm. I couldn't compete at nationals, and all this, you know, work. So I'm just standing on the porch, like, how am I going to get into my car? And the next boy that walks out happened to be that boy from the stairwell, and I was Mm -hmm. like, hey, Hey, do you remember me from Bible study? And he's like, yeah. I was like, Hey, could you carry me to my car? <laughs> and he's like, what? I was like, I, I didn't drink anything. Like I just, I can't walk to my car. <laughs> it's a long story. And thankfully he carried me to my car and I don't know, that's kind of how our relationship started. And he, um, was from California. He's from Bakersfield. Let's Shout out Bakersfield. Go. So I'm there all the time. <laughs> um, but I remember telling him, I'm not going to live in Bakersfield. Like, I've never actually, I'd been to California a few times for, like, soccer tournaments. Um, and I had asked some friends, like, what's Bakersfield? And they're like, well, it's a lot like Texas. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to move to California. I want to live, like, on the beach, in right? California. Like, yeah. I want to live where you think of California. Um, so that's how that kind of started is, you know, he was going to propose. And I was like, you know what? I'll move to California then. Cause you're going to propose and 
we're going to get married and we're going to live happily ever after in California. So I came out here and that's when I started coaching Palomar College um, for one year. And I had applied for a job out there, like an all-star gym. And um, again, in true Mandy fashion, I didn't have a great experience. And I was like, what am I going to do? And John Neville, the owner of OCL Stars, um, called me, Shannon May, you know, Shannon, she had yeah. worked with me at a few NCA camps and she was leaving OC at the time. And she had told John like, Hey, I know I'm leaving, but this girl is moving to California. She's worth reaching out to. She'd be a great coach for you. And so John called me and was like, Hey, I, you know, you want to come down and interview. And I had just, you know, finished my other interview and I was like, yeah, I might as well. So I drive from Palomar all the way to OC long drive and, um, fell in love had the best interview. John is, I mean, as you know, he's a great guy, very yeah. personable. Um, he, you just felt cared for. Like as soon as you walked in, you felt like you were at home. And that's kind of what OC has always been for me um, since I've been there. And um, I did a working interview. Um, the coaches were also nice. The kids were also nice. And I just remember thinking, oh, this is it. Like this is where I'm supposed to be. But I will tell you in that interview with John, I said, hey, you know, I do need a job. I need money. Um, but I don't plan on being here very long. I want to open my own gym. I want to own a gym. This has always been my dream. So my plan is to work here for about two years, and then I'm going to open a gym. Obviously not by you. I don't plan on taking any of your kids. I just need some experience. So if I could coach, and then could you teach me, like, the back end of some stuff? Mm-hmm. And I think back, like, if someone came to me, it was like, oh, I want to own my own gym. Let me work for you for a year. I'd be like, Hmm. Yeah, I don't, you're not the right fit, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I'm it's training like, people yeah. to stay working for me forever, <laughs> not to leave and work against me. But John is like, absolutely, you know, let me help you get where you want to be. Um, you know, so, it's a good thing he said, you'll never own your own gym. <laughs> you're right. Because I would have kicked him out so fast. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> oh, so I uh, moved to California. I lived an hour and a half away from OC and I drive there every day. Private lessons were the reason I could afford ramen noodles. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was on the struggle bus for sure. I lived in a 490 square foot apartment in San Marcos, California. And yep. I, my gas bill was like yeah. $600 a month, which doesn't sound like a lot now because that's how much like I fill up for. But yeah, I'm like, Driving back and forth, I coached um, senior three with him. And then, um, yeah, I, I think I coached the half-year team. And then I created parent team because I just wanted to coach. I was like, what teams can yeah. I coach? Anything. Give me anything. Um, so that's how I got started at OC. My husband at the time lived in Bakersfield. Well, my he was my boy, boyfriend at the time. Yeah. He lived in Bakersfield. I lived in San Marcos. And we would kind of meet in Orange County. And that's yeah. when we'd like hang out. And then, um, he ended up getting a job in OC and then we got married, you know, and then I finally got to move in with him and move to Orange County. That yeah. made life a whole lot easier. I was able to start saving money instead of like burning through it. Um, and yeah, that's how I made it to OC Stars. Man, I can't even, I don't think I knew that you coach at Palomar, even if it was for a short bit, because I mean, you know, Palomar, we had our glory days, 
And y'all were very, very good back in the day. Well, it's good for you. You get to look back at OSU and go, yo, those are my people. Right. And like, Mm -hmm. get to be proud of your, of your alma mater. But, you know, Palomar, you know, we had our heyday and it's, you know, we've, I had to look back with tears in my eyes and go, well, you know, we were, we were great. But so you could have, you could have, you should have brought us back to relevancy. Ah, <sighs> it's okay. No comment. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you, well, yeah. You, you, you answered another question I was going to, well, I wasn't going to ask if you said something and I was like, wait, was she trying to infer? I think she did. Yes, she was. Okay. Anyway. Um, so. <laughs> So your dream of ownership, that's come true. Yeah. So now you're the, the program director in one location. You own another location. You know, how has the transition been? Yeah. So obviously I made it past my two years and I had no intention of owning a gym. Like once I started working there, I got to know the staff, the kids. I fell in love with the program. It was just, I, I 100% put aside the desire that I ever had to be an owner. I was like, I am 100% okay being a coach the rest of my life because I love this. I love this gym. I love this program. I love what it stands for. I love what I get to do. Um, I truly felt like I was making an impact in kids' lives. And um, one day, Nelson, who used to work at OC, he had a great opportunity to go and own his own gym, um, left coach cheer. And you know, a couple years in, he, he really missed the role of coaching, you know, because mm-hmm. it is hard. We, you know, I didn't go to school to run a business and I didn't fall in love with the industry to collect money, do payroll, find <laughs> like pay the rent. Yeah. Um, I did it so that I could make, you know, an important impact on kids' lives. And so, yeah, he got to that point and he, took John and I out to lunch and he's like, I want to sell the business. You know, would you guys consider buying it? And I remember John was like, come on, Mandy, let's go in 50, 50. You've always wanted to own a gym. Here's your chance and set the stage. I had just given up J Sarah high school. I was the head coach there as well as at El Toro at the time. And then at Foothill, I was coaching, I want to say like seven teams, something like that. Mm -hmm. And my, my life was crazy busy and Nate and I had decided we wanted to start a family. So he was like, something's got to give, you know, you've got to take something off your plate. And so I gave up J Sarah high school, which I didn't want to, I really enjoyed the job. Um, I was like, you know what? We're going to start a family. I got to make sacrifices. This is what I'm going to do. And that meeting with Nelson happened like maybe a month or two after I gave up J Sarah. I'm not even kidding. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting in the meeting and I said, no, absolutely not. I looked at John. I was like, John, we, we have our own business. We're trying to make it work. Like we're not going to take on a second facility that no, (laughs) I'm going to start a family. I just had every excuse in the book. And he's like, well, I just want you to go home. Think about it. I went home, talked to my husband. My husband and I sat down. We prayed that night. Every day I prayed about it. And I just really gave it, you know, up to God. And I just said, what do you want me to do? Like what you tell me. Cause I, I feel like I'm being selfish in the sense of like, I know what my life trajectory, I'm going to have a kid in like a few months. Like I'm going to get pregnant in a few months. I'm going to do all the things I had mapped out my life. And God was saying, Nope, 
I have mapped out your life and you're going to choose to accept it. So we went back to that meeting and I was like, okay, let's do it. And that very first year we took over, I remember we took over the lease, right? We're in this building with one floor and it's the hottest building I've ever walked into in my entire life. You know, I can say that now that we're out of it. Um, so parents, you were right. Every time you told me it was too hot, it probably was. Holy moly. It was so sweaty in there. And, um, tryouts came around and guess how many kids we had? Uh, 32. 22. Mm. 22 kids <laughs> and, and barely a class program. And the rent, I can't even tell you, but imagine Southern California in the middle of Anaheim exactly. and the bills and, I sure was sitting there thinking, what did I do? What did I do? Yeah. I crazy. Like, right? I signed Stressful. that lease and I put, I put my house on the line. Like, cause you have to like personally guarantee things. Right. Yeah. And I just, I just remember being like, yeah, I don't, I don't know why I did that. That was not, that was kind of reckless. <laughs> and luckily it wasn't reckless. It was a great, great decision. Um, God knew what he was doing. So we, we've grown now. Um, I think we're on our seventh season owning the gym. I've had uh, the most incredible employees. Like you talk about, you know, your team being your, your family, my employees are my family. I would choose to hang out with them. I would choose to surround myself with them. Um, I just, yeah, Nelson stayed on board. So he's actually still works at that location with me. Um, which is a really cool thing. And then, um, man, I have DJ Danielle was working with me, Sipen, Vicky. Um, now my new front desk manager, um, her name is Dell. I coached her since she was like 11. Um, all of the like coaches that we have now are kids that I have coached, you know, over yeah. the multitude of years of being at OC. It's just, it's full circle and yeah. The people I have working for me are literally the best. So I think that's the success of the gym right now. Putting the right people in charge, delegating, not trying to control everything, which I'm still not the best at, but I'm working at it. I'm, I'm growing every day. And uh, business is great. I absolutely love it. So tell me this. Uh, you've mentioned this a couple of times. Like you just loved what OC was about and what it represented. So what, you know, who is the OC all-stars, like who are you, like, you know, who are you guys at the heart, at the heart? I feel like a lot of people say this, but it reigns so true for our gym. The one word that we always say is family, um, family above anything else. Like we care more about these kids, their future life, their future selves, um, how they conduct themselves, who they are becoming more than anything else. Um, I would say that's the utmost importance to us as coaches, as a gym owner. I want your athlete to walk in better. I mean, to walk in and become better um, as a person and an athlete before they walk out. So I think that's the core of our mission. Amen. Dude, let's go. All right, so now (laughs) we talk about, we got, here we are, your program director, you're owning, you're loving it. But it's not all sunshine, sunshine and rainbows. So what, what's the biggest struggle for you right now in that position? 
I think maybe I'll relate to a lot of coaches out there um, or maybe gym, gym owners. I think when you invest so much into people, sometimes when they leave or, or leave you in not the right way, man, my heart shatters. And that's something I've really been trying to grow from and mature from. Um, I won't, I won't say who it was way back in the day and I won't name any names, but like, have you ever trained a kid that you felt like was your child? You know, like you're, you're with them all the time. You help them. You're there for every milestone in their life, both mm-hmm. professionally, like as a cheerleader and personally, like they would come to you for, yeah. for any and everything. Um, and I had that kid in my life and you know, I'll never forget that conversation and they probably did it in the right way. But back then it just, I wasn't mentally prepared and, you know, she left for another gym and my, I don't think I was ever the same. Like I just felt completely crushed. So that is probably the biggest struggle year over year for me. Um, cause I just fall in love with these kids. I just want them to be so successful and I'm not saying they can't be successful at other places. It's just that I now no longer have that, um, that helping hand. Like I don't have that can't do anything, you know, to help change your life or to be on your team or to, you know, ride or die with you. Like I just feel helpless in, in the outcome of their next steps. And so that's, Mm -hmm. that's probably my biggest struggle and something I've worked on year over year to get over. (laughs) You know, I, and I'll say this as a coach that it's, I know that that, that has hardened me as a coach because you give your, you give your heart to the kids and to the families mm. and then they, they leave. Right. And you're like, dude, I've given you everything. Right. Like I have bent over back. Like I've given you everything. And then you, and you realize, mm-hmm. especially when we're at PCM, there's a lot of movement at PCM, which I, I can imagine. Imagine it's like that in Southern California, in your area as well. Right. That there's just lots of movement between gyms, you know, for whatever reason, Hey, I want to go, I'm going to make this level over here. And that like right. hardened me as a coach. Like I can't, I can't give you like all of my heart because you're gonna break it, right? Because you know, you know what I've learned right. over the years is that lots of there, there's a good amount of families who, you know, loyalty is like no longer a word in our industry, right? I mean, I guess it is in lots of places, but at the t- you know it at that time, right? It's heartbreaking, right? So I know exactly what you feel like, man. Here we go. So let's talk about this, Amanda. I answered this let's a talk while about it. ago. I answered this question a while ago, but I wanted you to uh, hop on it too. So you see those things on Facebook where it's like one has to go. No more. Which one would it be? Arby's, you know, McDonald's, Subway, or you know, KFC. So here for you, we're going to play Cheer Edition. One of them, if you could choose one of them. To go away forever, which one would you choose to go away forever? No bad judging, no parent complaints. Um, you would have no more bad staff members or no more bad performance days. Which one do you want to go away? Which one do you want to go away forever? Okay, that one's easy for me. Um, no bad parent complaints. I do want my Dude. door to always be open. But I, my hope would be that there wouldn't be any parent complaints because we're doing such an amazing job. 
That would be mine. Because I've never really had a bad staff, so I don't have that. Bad performances, I feel like, shape you into the right type of athlete. Um, and bad judging, I mean, it's that, – that also is, is character building sometimes, you know, and how you deal with things. But, man, if I could – not open my email one day and, or even open my email was just like love, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> if there was a balance of love and hate, right. You'd be like, Hey, okay. I can do balance it. it out for sure. But nobody goes yeah. to their email. And like randomly is like, Manny, I just want you to know you're amazing. And I love you. Yeah. Keep it up. <laughs> you know, man, I, <laughs> I'm going to start sending you those like emails. Jason. <laughs> Oh my gosh. If I get in the next, <laughs> the next, like, just, Hey, I just wanted to say hi email. I get, I will send to you. It's going to be like 2027 and you're going to be like, what is this? I'm like, remember on the podcast like years ago, I said, it's said one. <laughs> but this is, yeah. So a couple weeks ago, I'm like staying after practice. We, um, it's after practice, talk to some parents and I'm, they're like, hey, you're going to do this? I was like, no, I'm going to stay back. I'm actually not leaving. Yeah, I'm going to stay back and answer emails. And she's like, you have emails to answer? I'm like, yeah, I have emails to answer. I got, you know, whatever. And she's like, like a lot? I'm like, what do you mean? Of course a lot. You guys email me all day long. Like, I can't open my email <laughs> without 10 new emails being in there. Literally. Like, yeah, literally, right? And it's, yeah, so... It's always, yeah. So anyway, all right. I'm glad at least you and I are on the same page because I also said no more parent complaints. Really? So I probably yeah, listened yeah, to the sure. podcast and I probably was like, absolutely. I agree. <laughs> all right. Should we talk about Tuesday tip, tip Tuesday? Let's do it. How you guys came up with that? Because that's like, <laughs> I will say that is, I remember, I apparently I didn't follow you, but Liv, coach at CBU, shout out to CBU, yep. told me about it. It was like, yeah, Amanda gives a tip every Tuesday and DJ's in the background like dancing and da da. And so now I just totally look forward to watching them. Um, you know, I'll binge watch them and like, you know, it's not like I'm going there for all my coaching tips. Yeah. You guys are just hilarious. I love your creativity. So tell me how it got started and, you know, just the whole thing. All right. Well, you did say I can do a tangent. You said shout out to Liv. I just had her at college uh, camp, right? She's about to oh, pop. There go. Yeah. And she got up and did the dance that we taught. Fully right. I was like, Let's you go, go yeah. Olivia. Nine months. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Okay. Um, so our social media guy, I don't even know if he wants to everyone to know who he is. So I'll just leave him unnamed. Our social media guy. Um, he's kind of the mastermind. And he came and is like, hey, I want you to do, you know, a tip video every Tuesday. And... I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, this has got to be the most boring thing ever. So we filmed one and we sent it over and he's like, all right, thank you. You know, here next Tuesday, here's the drill you can teach. And DJ and I were like, mm -hmm. we, we got to do something. We got to like spice it up and there's no way that he's going to take it, but we'll just be like as stupid as possible, make it as funny as possible and send it and see what he says. And we did it and he's like, I love it. That's it. Keep it up. And we're like, shut up. We have full reign, like to do whatever we want. So yeah. every time, I mean, you said you don't go for the coaching tips. We don't do them for the coaching tips. We do them so that we can just be <laughs> as funny as possible. I mean, there are some good tips in there for sure. But I love being able to be creative. It, everything's on the fly. So we'll be at the gym and we're looking around like, what building can I jump off of? Or what mm -hmm. prop can we use? Like, we're just coming up with the silliest things. So we're, we're, 
not in a new direction, but like um, Sipen has helped jump in on a lot of them for us. Um, we did that one with World Cup where we like shot over to their video, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just trying new things. I filmed a few at college camp um, that are coming out. Surprise, we don't film them on Tuesday. I know, we're the worst. Right. Um, and then I, I have to tell you, we're doing a YouTube. So um, we're uploading all of them. From I think we started in twenty. Oh gosh, sixteen, twenty sixteen. We started filming tips. Yeah, and so we have them like cataloged and categorized on YouTube, so you can literally go and be like, "I need a full down tip," and you can go find the full down tips now. Yeah, which is going to be super, super cool. yeah, super helpful. But really, you need to look at the best intros. Like, there's some good ones. You, I think he's been posting yeah. some on our um, social media lately. Did you see me fall off the mat? No. Okay, he just posted it. I don't even know if it's like a stays on or it's like the one that goes away. I'm, I'm the worst with mm-hmm. social media. Um, <laughs> the one that goes away? Like on your story? <laughs> <laughs> the one that goes away. I, I've never felt so old. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> don't tell I don't have an Instagram myself. The kids always make fun of me. So I, um, we were putting together the Anaheim gym. And we're like unrolling the mats and I was standing on top, like the mat was standing up, I was standing on top of it. And I went to the edge of the mat and I leaned forward, kind of like, you know, the old school pyramids where the tension drops, Mm -hmm. tension rolls. So I did that on the mat and it fell forward and I just walked when it hit the floor. And Nelson was like, uh, that's the coolest thing ever. Do that again. I'm going to film it. And like, will you do it as like a tip? So I'm like, Hey guys, let me tell you how the easiest way to get a mat down. And I went to do it and... Dude, I ate it hard. I fell so hard on my back. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, he's just been posting some funny outtakes from, like, 2017, 2018 videos. Tips, fun. You killed it. You were great on it. I mean. Try my best. I saw the the, uh, World Cup one, and I was like, oh, that's cool. They shot it over the World Cup. And I was like, I commented from the American Cheer page. And I was like, we're just going to send a tip, like, not even, like, collaborate. We're just going to send you a tip, and you guys are just going to have to force to be like, well, I guess we have to use this now. I mean, so, I feel like that's cool. I, I don't have any problem with that. Send me whatever you want to teach. Yeah. You got, like, the best tips. You got you got all the tricks. Here, here's a tip. Here's a tip. <laughs> Here we go. All right. So, guys, Tuesday, t- if you don't check out Tuesday Tip, you got to definitely do that on uh, – the- real, real quick, give a shout-out to the social media. Um. You had to help me earlier. It's the OC All Stars <laughs> cheer. <laughs> I don't want to get it yeah. wrong. Like I said, I'm probably I'm the worst at social media. So I think def- we have Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Now we got YouTube. What other Twitter? Do we have that? I'm sure You're we do. The OC All Stars yeah. cheer. <laughs> I don't know. The OC All Stars cheer. Be- you guys are a good follow. You guys are a good follow for sure. Thank you. Boom. All right. So I got some random non cheer questions for you oh i'm excited here we go all right so what is better the day before vacation or the last day of vacation that is a great question and i feel like i could pick either um i'm gonna go with the last day and here's why i love being at home (laughs) so i feel like (laughs) i get excited to go home and like get a good home cooked meal, lay in my own bed, watch my TV show. Like that excites me. And I'll now have the memories from the vacation. So I'm going to go with going home or the last day. Yeah. 
what is what's something you're never afraid to do? <laughs> Anything. I I have always been a adrenaline seeker. Um, I've done the bungee jumping, skydiving. Um, I, I, my husband got me swimming with sharks for my Christmas present this year. So we're going hopefully soon. Um, let me think afraid to do. Um, wait, you said never afraid to do, or I am afraid to do it. Yeah. Never, never afraid to do. Oh, I, I'm never really afraid to do anything. I would try anything like one time. There you go. Good stuff. You're always super yeah. social. So I, I remember the yeah. first time Thank you. You, you had just given birth and I see you at Spirit Sports and you just hand him over to me. He's like three, four, five, six months old. Right. And I'm like, ah, whoa, there's a baby here. Like, what am I doing with my life? And I was just like, wow, Mandy's very comfortable just handing people her, her, her offspring. <laughs> both, I both am. Flesh you know, flesh right there. <laughs> Fun fact about my offspring, when I was pregnant with my first, um, I dedicated that I was going to do a backflip every one day a week, every week of the pregnancy. And I did a backflip 41 weeks pregnant. And I fell walking to do the backflip. Yeah. On the trampoline. Don't worry. On the trampoline. But um, I fell walking to do the backflip. But then I landed the backflip. Baby safe, don't y'all worry. I got a lot of hate on <laughs> our social media when I was doing Dude, so many crazy. things pregnant. Um, well, I don't feel as bad, you know, on a trampoline, you know, if you know how to pull your <laughs> hips over, you're going to make it over, right? It's not that hard to do a back tuck. Exactly. Do a back tuck. All right, here we go. What is your go-to McDonald's order? I don't eat fast food. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to be so <sighs> bougie. And look down from your ivory tower. And I was like, I want I want to ask someone this question. And I was like, I shouldn't ask Mandy. Because I know Mandy's going to say, yeah, I'll eat McDonald's. I knew you were going to say it, but I asked you anyway. I used Shame to. Shame on and me. And I will tell you. I will tell you. If I went, if you drove me to McDonald's right now, I'd order an M&M McFlurry. <laughs> so there you go. That's that is that. the one thing. But I did when I was yeah. pregnant with Caleb. I was like, I have a McDonald's right across the street from my house. I haven't been there. I couldn't even tell you in years. I've never really gone, and I was craving it. I was pregnant, and I was like, Is this what a pregnancy craving is? Drove there, got a hamburger, took a bite, and I almost threw up. Like I, I couldn't do mm. it. I, oh my gosh. So now I really have zero desire to eat McDonald's. Yeah. I'm not, and yeah, I don't actually, I eat the, I love, I'm a sucker for their French fries. I didn't eat McDonald's for years, for years I didn't eat McDonald's, but those French fries started calling me and I was like, yo, these are, they're the best French fries on earth. They really are. So I'm a sucker yep. for those French fries. Um, but you know, everyone has a go-to, you know, if you drop you off right now. All right. Here's a, a more serious question for you. All right. It's not Let's serious. Get deep. It's kind of serious. <laughs> okay. It's, it's deep. Okay, okay. Let's get deep. What advice would you give yourself, your uh, Mandy from three years ago, and what advice do you want to give Mandy three years from now? Oh, man. Okay. Three years ago. I I don't – well, we'll go three and a half years ago. Well, I guess that's not true either. My son is three and a half. 
I'm going to give myself advice prior to my first child. Is that allowed? Can I change the rules? Totally fine. Okay. Changing the rules. So four and a half years ago. <laughs> um, so I, when I got married, uh, Nathan and I were like, hey, you know, let's be married for five years and then start a family. We got married very young. I've been married um, 12 years now. And um, I said, okay, I will, you, I'll compromise. We'll get married young, but I'll wait to have kids. You know, I'm from Texas where you, you got to have kids. You got to pop them out before you're 25, 26. It's probably not the case anymore, but back when I was growing up. And uh, so five years into marriage, I was going to be like 27. And I was like, you know what? I only want two kids. I'll have a kid at 27. I'll have a kid at 29. Before my 30s, I feel good about it. All right, let's do it. And um, we waited five years, went to Fiji, came home. I was like, wait, why am I not pregnant? I'm so confused. <laughs> you know, my mom said, you know, if you, <laughs> you know, all that stuff, I'm like, I got to be pregnant by now. And uh, I wasn't. And it took three years to get pregnant. And what I would have told myself back then is to trust in God. And in that three-year waiting period, I really did get to grow my relationship with God. And um, it was the hardest three years of waiting and being patient. And, you know, those thoughts of like, will I ever have kids? Um, am I ever going to get pregnant? Like, I just, it was a, it was a toll for sure, all while running a business. And um, so I would have told myself to be patient and to trust in the Lord. And so that was what I would have told myself four and a half years ago. And if you don't know, I have two kids now. I have a three and a half year old named Caleb and a 11 month old named Micah, little girl. I know I named her a boy's name, but Micah, girl. Um, and then um, three years from now, probably to make sure I always make time for family, um, both my gym family and my at-home family, um, to be really present in their lives, to ask the deeper questions, to not be surface, and to just create bonds um, that are going to service like the next three years and the next three years and the next three years. There we go. Good stuff. I just, I just thought yeah. about this as you were saying it. You should set an alarm or put it in your calendar right now to listen to this podcast three years from now and be like, Hey, thanks that is a thanks great idea. For... Yeah, and and I'm go. probably gonna be like, wait, why didn't I do that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to make all the bonds, Jason. There we go. Good stuff. All right, Mandy, last three questions. Let's make this happen. All right. What needs to stop, start or change in the industry? That is a good question. Um, I've been a part of the industry now for a long time. <clears throat> I think about 20 years. Um, I've liked the way that it's grown. I think we're kind of at the, the spot where we're about to like get over a big growth spurt of like what direction we're going to go in the industry. I'm excited to see what comes of it. Um, start, stop and change. Stop. I hate explaining incorrect score sheets to parents. I am like super open. Um, I like, I like to talk score sheets with my teams. I like to be, you know, very honest with them. Um, I learned from your podcast that you don't go over score sheets and you don't like to muddle 
you know, in their heads of like, if a judge says something, you don't want them out there focusing on that one thing the judge says. Um, and I do respect that, but I love to tell a team like, this is what you're getting off. Like, I don't know. I have the opposite viewpoint on that, I guess, but I've been trying to do it your way. I've gone back and forth. Anyways, how many times have had a team at past after the competition? Hmm. I do both. But so I have, can't even tell you how many times I've had a team in first place that the, the most visible memory I'm at an all-star nationals near us. I don't want to name it because I'm not trying to, you know, shade it. And my team say, is... Say their name, Mandy. <laughs> no, because I really love them. I just, this is my experience from one year, a long, long, long time ago. My team is in first place. And this is a thick division. I think there were like 15, 20 teams in this division. We're in first. And we're in first by enough. You know, like when you're in first and you're like, you feel mm-hmm. the gap and you're like, Let's go. Yeah. They like all you need to do tomorrow. Don't do anything different. And like the teams below us all had zero deductions. So we had zero. They all had zero. Mm-hmm. All we had to do to keep the gap was to hit again. And that team went out, hit the best routine of their entire life. I'm bawling. The other coaches bawling. Me and Danielle, we're bawling. We're like, yes, let's go. And then uh, we get to awards. You know, we're standing there. We're like, let's come on, come on, come on. Name it, name it. In fifth place. Oh, see all stars. Shut up. And I I don't even know. Like I didn't I didn't even prepare my kids. I didn't prepare myself. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Gut wrenching. How you have to talk to the kids, the parents, the director of the competition. Like I just Oh my gosh. That has happened to me at least four times now. Four times yeah. where I've had to have that same conversation. And so I would love incorrect score sheets to stop or at least like place me in fifth the first day if that's where you truly feel put me there let Mm -hmm. me work my way to first don't don't put me up there and then crash me down after i kill it again (sighs) incorrect score sheets and explaining those to parents and kids i would like to start this has always been a vision of mine maybe one day i'll do it when i find some time a competition with no uniforms and generic music. Mm. I have always, always, always wanted. I want it to be the very first competition of the year. And I want it to be, um, like in my head, it was always like a world's thing. Um, but, you know, I'm totally cool with it being all levels too. But imagine you don't know where they're from. You don't know. You don't know anything. They're all to the same music. They're all wearing white uniforms with no, like, attachment. Everyone has their hair the same. And they throw their routine mm-hmm. for the year. I would just love yeah. to be placed that way because then I feel like I would truly know where we stood. Um, oh, sure. So I want to start and a comp like that, that one day. No, I feel you. And we, the thing is, we all, there's sometimes we get placements or scores and you're just like, I just kind of feel like if we had a different uniform on or if they had a different uniform on, this would have been different, right? Everyone gets that feeling. Like, and I've talked to so many different people and it's so crazy. I've talked to people, D2 gyms feel that way, you know, D1 gyms, gyms with uh, great world's programs that we would all know if I said their names, who've all said like that same you know, I just kind of feel like we should go out there with white t-shirts and no music, you know? Um, yes. So anyway, yeah. 
What else you got for me? I just think it would be a cool, cool experience. Okay, so that would be what I'd start and then change. Um, I feel like the industry needs more love. I like some more grace towards each other, more love towards each other. I just, I don't know. I try not to watch the news or read like, I don't, I mean, I don't have social media, but like I do have Facebook. Some of the like things that I just read, I don't know. It makes my heart sad. I don't like when people are like attacking each other. I just want, I think we need more love. We're all trying to accomplish the same goal. We all care about the kids. So I don't think we have to be so hard on each other trying to accomplish the same goal. No, I, I feel that for sure. Good stuff. Yeah. Real good stuff. Love. That might be the best answer we've had on the show. Oh, um, thanks. All right. Are there any myths, narratives, or rumors you'd like to take this time to debunk? I always hear you ask this question, and I always think to myself, do we have any rumors? I don't think we do. And, and if we do, they're not true, okay? <laughs> I don't know. If the rumor <laughs> is... We love kids so much. <laughs> it's true. But, um, yeah, I mean, I do have a hump on my back. That rumor was true. So, there you go. <laughs> the humper. Thumper. No, I don't think I do. I love that you shared that story. Yeah. There you go. Good stuff. <laughs> All right. And we already said, well, tell the people one more time where they can follow you or the gym or, you know, if there's anything else you want to give a shout out to. Now's your time. Um, okay. Well, you heard our social media, the OCL stars cheer. Um, I did get a mention some of my Anaheim stuff in a previous, you know, how they've kind of just shaped that whole co- culture. But I also in Foothill get to work with the most incredible coaches like John, Shane, Allie. Um, we have a lot of up and coming coaches at both locations that I am so excited about. Um, I mean, those people are truly my best friends. So shout out to them. Also shout out to um, Chow. Michael Chow does our choreography. Kills it every year. Um, I'm not going to give you his handle so you can't reach out because we need him to be able to come back year after year. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But I absolutely love him. Um, Yeah, we've had a lot of great people come through our doors. So shout out to you, Jason, for starting a podcast and doing something so positive in our industry. Uh, I just listen to it. Our whole staff listens to it, actually. We, like, really enjoy the topics, the people. I don't know. Keep it keep it going because we love it. You're the best. <laughs> the, you guys, actually, it's your whole staff that makes me go, I need to keep doing the podcast because I see you guys at competitions. And you're like, I love, the, I love the show. And I'm like, well, someone loves the show. There's five people who love the show. This is great. I'm going to keep it going. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, if you ever run out of people, my entire staff would be elated. You should do like you should do like a roundtable one, you know, like multiple people. The OC staff is there. You guys will be the first people I call. We're there. Let's do it. We're ready for you. Let's go. Something new. Well, Amanda Morgan, you know you're still on my phone (laughs) as Mandy Weidman. But you have been a great guest. You're welcome back anytime. Thanks so much, Jason. Mandy, thanks again for joining the show. You're a great guest, and I wish you and the whole OCR Stars crew nothing but the best of luck this season. All right, guys, share this podcast. Leave a five-star rating of a review. Take the survey. Make a donation. Until next time, five, six, seven, eight, we're out. Gym owners, directors, coaches, can you relate to this? You say to yourself, this season is going to be different. We're going to get all of our teams on the same page. Or maybe you're saying we're going to get all of our coaches on the same page. 
you look out as the teams are practicing or maybe as they are competing and you know you can do more. Let me help you. I work with several gyms, large and small, each season, whether it's the summer and we do a coach's clinic or a stunt camp, or it's during the season and we do an in-person routine cleaning. I even do routine video reviews if you're just looking for some thorough feedback of the routine. You send me your routine and I send you a video back of your routine with everything I would fix and how I would fix it. Teams I have worked with have gone on to be world champions, NCAA all-star champions, NCAA collegiate champions, summit champions, and D2 summit champions. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can reach me via email at jasonlarkins at me.com or you can DM me on Instagram at jasonlarkins. Hey, let's talk cheer podcast listeners. Although this episode has come to an end, there are a few other cheer podcasts out there that you can add to your weekly routine. If you're a gym owner or gym director and want to dive more into the business side of things, then check out the Connecting People and Profits podcast with host Dan Cotton. If you're a former cheerleader and want to hear the success stories from other former cheer athletes after their cheering days are done, then you'd love the Life After Cheer podcast with host Danielle Donovan. And if you want to hear the stories of the best athletes in the industry doing it at the highest level and their perspective on how to change the narrative of the sport, then the Spill the Cheer podcast with Tony G is for you. Check one of them out, check them all out, and I'll see you guys next week. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's show. Do me a quick favor, hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about this podcast. It's a great way for you to show your support for the channel. I'm your host, Jason Larkins, and you've reached the end of Let's Talk Cheer with Jason. Thanks for listening.